I'm so excited to have, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Olivia Westbrooks. Okay, where do I start? I thank you. Um, This is this is an honor for me. Just so you know, I've been watching you for a minute and I was like, I wonder if she'll say yes and she'll come on to my podcast so we could chitty chat. Of course. And on the flip side, I was like, oh my God, Gail asked me to be on her podcast. <laughs> like, you just never know how you live in other people's head, you know? No. And especially, yeah. especially nowadays. Um, okay. So let's get this started. Um, please tell me, how did you get started? Why interior design? I know you're a mom of two gorgeous girls who, um, their hair is insane. Gorgeous hair. Yes, it is. I don't touch it much anymore. Get it braided. It's done. We have no more tears in the house. Thank God. (laughs) At at least not directed towards me. (laughs) (laughs) You have a handsome husband who you seem like the two of you are really best friends. Like you could tell there's a connection there. And that is beautiful. So I appreciate that. But tell us how you got started. All right. So let's see. Um, I've always been an artistic person, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I can remember being in the first grade and whatever, if we had a class assignment to draw something, my drawing was always a little bit more advanced than the other first (laughs) graders, you know? Um, I was always creating something with my hands. So When I was in, I want to say it was middle school, I came across a show called the Christopher Lowell Show on the Discovery (gasps) Channel. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so (laughs) this man was magical to me, right? He would go into a room, blank space, or even if it was just a very dull space, and in a matter of 30 minutes, he would turn it into like the most beautiful, glamorous, transformative space you've ever seen, right? And his personality was just so much fun. Yeah. and I was just mesmerized by the show, right? I would watch it every day. Every day it came on, I would watch it. And I'd be like, that's what I want to do when I grow up. Um, and so when I was in the 10th grade, my mom took heed. She paid attention to all of our talents and likes. And she took me to the Art Institute of Houston. They had a three-day summer program mm-hmm. for high school students who were interested in interior design. And so I got to get a three-day crash course at the University of Houston. Um, on interior design and it was a lot more technical it wasn't um, all the fluff and the magic of Christopher Lowell it was more right. like hand lettering and this is what a scale is and I was like this is not what I saw on TV like <laughs> he's not doing this where's the paintbrush <laughs> you know because he was very DIY um, and so when I got to college I decided to major in graphic design instead because I was like oh well, interior design is not what I thought it was going to be I want to major in graphic design. And so I set up all my prereqs uh, to be a graphic designer, which is where I took my first formal art class mm-hmm. um, outside of like a high school class that I took once. And I don't know, just something inside of me kept saying, you know, that little voice that whispers and it doesn't shut up. It just like tugs at you. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you need to be doing interior design. That's what you really love. Why aren't you doing interior design? And so I had taken all the same prereqs Graphic design and interior design had the same prerequisite classes. Right. And I had the information about how to apply because you had to apply for the interior design school at LSU. I went to okay. Louisiana State University. They just wouldn't let you in. They let 36 people in per year. So if you missed it that one year, you had to wait an entire year to reapply. So I'm walking around uh, campus and something said to me, uh, Olivia, like, check your, check your bag. Check the slip. Check the date on the slip. And I pulled it out of my bag and I checked it and the submissions were due that day at like 4.30. And it was like 12 o'clock. 
And I hadn't even started pulling myself together. So I go back to my dorm room. I pull all the work together. I type up my little summary, you know, for my application and mm-hmm. submit it. Submit it to the School of Design at LSU. And by the grace of God and all my guardian angels, they must have known this is my destiny. I was one of the 36 people to get in. And I was the only black student at that time. Okay. I know. I know. Um, and so here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the That's thing that it started. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's, it's funny when you said you went to Houston to take that course, mm-hmm. that summer crash course. I too, for interior design was one thing, but then when I signed up and I took the first course, I realized it was, so I was like, Ooh, what's all this technical stuff? That's right. You know, and I, and out of, I want to say 30 students, it was me actually out of 12, cause we were all in the same class out of the 12, it was two of us, mm-hmm. maybe three that lasted and went all the way to the very end because everyone else drops out. So I love to hear you say that, you know, what we both thought interior design was like, you know, Mr. Christopher, and then what it actually is, it's like, oh, like even now when I hear people say, oh, I love doing that. I have an eye for it. And I was like, ma'am, it's not an eye. It's like a lot of math some days. It's a lot of, (laughs) it's a lot of scheduling. It's, it's like, I don't know why they make it the TV makes it very romantic. It does. I mean, because who wants to watch a 30 minute program of somebody using scales and doing AutoCAD? And, you know, True. That's kind of boring. True. So yeah. I, I totally get it. Um, but that's when I learned the difference between decorating and design. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So for me, though, I really do like, I like both, right? I appreciate the design portion of it. I was trained mm-hmm. as a commercial designer. Mm-hmm. but always knew that I wanted to do residential design. And I, I never forget, one of my instructors told me, she said, this was back in 2002 or three. And I told her, I want to be a residential interior designer. And she goes, there's no money in that. You don't want to do that. There's no I hear that, that all the time. I was like, y'all are charging <laughs> the wrong way. Ah, it was a different <laughs> time though. This was pre, HGTV may have been really very new at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just where my heart wanted to be. So... When fast forward, graduated, moved to Atlanta. As soon as I graduated, I knew I wanted to get out of Louisiana as quickly as possible. I love my Mm -hmm. state, but I wanted something bigger. I wanted something more diverse. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to go where there were different mindsets and and thoughts and and voices. and, um, And so I landed in Atlanta because I had a cousin who lived here at the time. And uh, that was 20 years ago, and I've been here ever since, you know, and I've worked in so many different capacities in interior design. I've Mm -hmm. worked for an architect. I've worked in high-end custom design with firms. I've worked with builders. I've had my own business twice. Wow. (laughs) The second time. So I have a very interesting journey. It's not linear. It's it's very windy, and it's kind of dirty in there a little bit, but it's very reflective of life. What are the biggest lessons? Because you said this is your second time on your own. Mm-hmm. What name two big lessons that you learned that mm-hmm. guide you to drive your business the correct way? Because you know we go and think in one thing and we're like mm-hmm. this time I'm going to do it, and all of a sudden you, you like you just have to get burned once or twice, and you're like, oh, that goes in my contract, or yeah. no, that will never happen again. 
Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I, I never set out to be an entrepreneur. Like I know there are people who are like straight out of design school. I know I want to own my own design business. And that just wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of forced into it. I was okay. fired from my design job. And okay. this is not how I used to tell the story because I was embarrassed by it. But then I realized I failed forward, right? I Absolutely. Can back and see what that experience provided for me, the lessons it provided for me. And it gave me the bug. It gave me the itch to want that freedom, right? To want to own my own business because it wasn't even on my radar. So it was more like life was deterring, giving me a yeah. detour, mm-hmm. right? To show me, hey, this is this is where you belong. Um, and so I would say what I learned this time around versus where I was the first time around is know thyself value thyself, um, understand what I bring to the table, learn how to communicate that to my clients and stand firm on that value. You know, don't waver. If I know that I have 20 years of experience, at the time I didn't have all this experience. I was still fairly fresh in the design industry. Right. So I didn't have the confidence that I have now. I didn't have the network. Um, I didn't have the expertise and the knowledge and the resources and all the things that I have now. Um, and so, and I, and I didn't have a strong idea of who I was at that time. I was 27. Mm, very different. Very different. I'm 43 now. Oh, know, so different. Right. Two kids. <laughs> I mean, that'll teach you a lot yeah. in itself. Boundaries, um, strong ones. Bound- Boundaries. <laughs> Have your boundaries. Know what you're willing to accept and not willing to accept and stand firm on that and be able to, like I said, communicate, communicate clearly. This is my value. This is what I bring to the table. And, uh, and it's okay if people don't align with that. It is okay to let people go. It is okay for clients to walk out and say no because I'm not for everybody and everybody is not for me. People, people pleasing has no, has, it, it just doesn't belong in business. Like it can't. No, no, you you'll fail. Kind, yes. You can be empathetic. You can lead your business from that place, which is one of my values, but trying to please everybody is a recipe for disaster. And that's what I did the first time around. And, and honestly, still sort of like learning, but I'm in a much better place than I right. was when I was 27. No, right. Uh, completely different. You learn how to let people know this is, when we first start out, we're, we're grabbing at everybody, right? Right. We want everybody to give us business. So, we'll, okay, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll just help you with the window treatment. Yes, I'll help you pick a paint. Like whatever it is. And then after a while, you're like, um, I went to school for this. And even if you didn't, like you learn along the way, like this is not, a great use of my time. Mm-hmm. So let me push you here. Let me, you know, say no. And then I can suggest somebody or sometimes I won't like, it just That's depends right. on what's going on because it's also not up to me to um, help you like figure that out. Like y- you know what you're worthy of. Um, yeah. And, and two, I want to be able to give my clients my best efforts. And if yeah, I'm all of you that I don't like, if I'm just saying yes, because somebody asked and, a lot of the first time around was fear, right? I had that scarcity mindset. Now, mind you, it was in the middle of the housing crash. So everybody was clamoring for clients at that time. 
Right. And so you wanted to say yes to everybody because you needed the money coming in. Yeah. Um, but what I realized is that when I'm doing something that I don't enjoy doing, I don't like doing it, I'm not giving you my best effort and I'm doing you a disservice as the professional that you hired. So I've learned to say, this. that's not something that I do. That's not in my wheelhouse. I have other designers that I work with that can do that for you. And I'm mm -hmm. okay with that. Mm -hmm. Because I've also learned, here's another lesson, to trust. Trust that if you let something go that is not in alignment with who you are, something else that is in alignment with who you are and what you want to do will come in. And so if you're constantly saying yes to those things that don't make you happy, that don't fill you up, that don't bring you joy, you're clogging up the pipeline. Yes, and you are. Not, yes, and you're not allowing the space for the things and the people that are in alignment, clients and jobs that are in alignment with what you want to do to come in. You know, and so now you're resentful. It's just, it's one big vicious cycle. It is, and you have to get out of your own way. Now, you Absolutely. also said you, when you said you want to work residential and your teacher was like, there's no money in that, I know because you worked with an architect and a builder, mm -hmm. which do you like better, commercial or residential and why? I haven't really done commercial. I worked with an architect. His specialty was multifamily, but I okay. did majority like his AutoCAD drawings and Photoshop, um, Photoshop stuff for his marketing presentations and stuff like that. So I really didn't get into material specifications or true interior design when I worked with that architect. And I did that for six months. And then immediately after that went into the residential field. Mm -hmm and never turn back. So I haven't really done, I've done some things if a friend had a salon, you know. Right. Um, but residential is where my heart is because it's a very personal experience. Like, if, like we talked a little earlier and I said, I'm the type of person that searches for meaning in everything that I do in my relationships, definitely in my job. I want to feel fulfilled in mm -hmm. my business. Mm -hmm. And so I like to have deep, meaningful, purposeful connections with people. Mm -hmm. And I feel that it's difficult to do that in commercial design. No, I understand that. You know, I so understand that. I like the personal connection that I have with people in residential. I like being able to feel the impact mm -hmm. um, of the service and the help that I provide to them. So I'll give you an example. Recently finished a project. Clients, imagine this. You're away on vacation, all right, with your family, mm -hmm. and you receive a call from the police or whomever that says, your home just got struck by lightning. It caught on fire. You put the fire out, but most of your belongings are lost. Like, could you imagine being on vacation, getting that call, and having to come back and deal with all of that? And now you have to figure out how am I going to rebuild this house on top of that? You know, it's a lot. It's a lot. And so I had the opportunity to work with clients who went through that very exact situation and step in and help take that stress off of them. Because building a house by itself is Listen. a very stressful event. We all know, right? Yeah. And so for them to have to deal with rebuilding their house and rebuilding their life at the same time, to be able to come in and help them do that means everything to me that's the part that i love about this even more than the pretty part and transforming a space and being uber creative and all that stuff i love the impact being people yes the impact, the impact. And the meaning that that yes 
it's funny as I get yeah and I feel I I hear you because I feel it I feel I feel like um since I've been through my kitchen renovation and like we finally got the first floor done I can move on but it just when the kitchen was done and I finally walked through and all the guys were gone and everything, it was like my first day of really utilizing the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I cried because I was like, Oh my God, is this how my clients feel? It's <laughs> like, this is amazing. Like I feel like I live in a, I finally have an adult home. I have the appliances. Like it felt like a grown kitchen for the grown and sexy, right? A grown ass yes. kitchen. Yes. And I was <laughs> I said to my husband, oh my God, I really do love what I do. And I said, if this is the impact that I have on my clients, and I know I do because we have conversations and I get text messages every random now and again, oh my God, thank you for this. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm in my what? calling. I'm doing what my purpose. Great feeling that is, right? That is That gives me like the highest high. When I, yeah. I, got, a, I got a text message from a, a client we did a house for them right before Christmas and he was having his whole family come in. It was the first time that they were spending Christmas together at that place. Mm-hmm. And he texted me when it was, no, he didn't text me. He said this when we were walking out the door, he was like, thank you so much. You gave me peace of mind for Christmas. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. anybody's ever said to me. You're like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Driving home. <laughs> me that's the best part about what we do no absolutely you know that yeah and especially when it comes to families it's you know they want to have a beautiful space Mm -hmm. they can have a good eye all they want to but life is busy right and it 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 takes a lot to do what we do and I know a lot of people like oh I have a good eye I you know I want I was thinking about becoming a designer and I was like it's not all fun and games like you think it is. I was like, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of balls in the air. You have to have your eye on everything. You have to know when the furniture, the fabric, like everything's coming in. You have to know how to pivot and not pass out in front of your client if there is a situation that is exploding before the two of you and be like, no, it's fine. I got it. Don't you worry about it. Meantime, you're like throwing up on the inside. Right. Like, how am I going to get this how, done? How am I going to get this done? Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> And, and I you am, have to be, you got to be a therapist too. If you yes. have a married couple and they're not in agreement with what to do, you've got to help them figure that thing out. Get it them really to the middle. Is, it's, it's, you have to be good with people. Yeah. It's not and, just about making things pretty and you can have a great eye and that'll only get you so far. And you have to know how to do your finances. If you don't, you need to have someone on your team. Mm-hmm get yourself a good CPA, accountant, whatever you need and have them work your books. Because let me tell you, you need to pay your taxes quarterly. And trust me, at the end of the year, there will always be a bill that you have to pay and just have that money set aside. So you could just write it and keep on moving on instead of going, Oh God, I owe this. Let me make a payment plan. Nope. Write the check in full and be done. That is you one know. piece of information I would give to somebody who's starting a new design business, any business, but specifically design businesses. Who child uh, the <laughs> finance piece? So it's like when you, what I said at the top of the the call, you know, know thyself, right? Mm. That's not my favorite thing to do. It's not that I can't do it. That's just not where my energy is best invested. 
And so, oh no, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> so this time around, I have outsourced all of that. I have yep. really amazing bookkeepers now, but it took me three rounds to get to them. So the first two bookkeepers were not up to par. Let's just say that. And it does cost you. Yeah. Your bookkeepers are not on top of it. So one piece of advice that I would give somebody who's starting a new business and I did my research, I, it was, it, it came recommended. So it's not like I just pulled them out of a hat, but get yourself a really good bookkeeper because let me tell you when that stuff gets jacked up, <laughs> it's very difficult to untangle the web. Yep. And then the IRS will come with you with their palm out. Yes. Yeah. I, I had someone that was like, you know, I'm going to be a designer. And one of the questions we were talking about taxes and they said to me, is it on the honor system? I was like, what? <laughs> I've never heard that question before. Um, I would say, yeah, don't, don't bank on that. Yeah. I was like, ma'am, everybody, right. all the vendors you're dealing with, everybody you're dealing with is giving their information to their tax person, which is going to right. IRS, which is, is going to come back to you. Like why? I was like, I don't even understand that question. I was like, something sounds shady. I'm out. Like people whose jobs are specifically to add all that stuff up and make sure that I was, who was I? I was talking to my husband and I said, um, I did a name change for my business mm -hmm. and it took the IRS two years, two years to do the name change and send me the paperwork. Okay. I wrote a check for my taxes. They had some adjustments that they needed to make. And when I tell you they wanted that money like this. Yes. You know, so that department is fu is fully staffed. 1000% <laughs> fully staffed and they want their money now. So do not mess with IRS. That is not, you don't want to start your business and then be in a deficit, be in a hole. That's the worst yeah. place to operate from because then talk about scarcity and then you start taking projects you don't want to take. Yeah. You know, you start robbing Peter to pay Paul. I've seen it happen so many times in businesses and so that's my, I don't, I don't even know you didn't ask me that question. No, we're good. That is one piece of advice that I would give anybody who's starting a new design business is to hire you. If, if, if it's, if you're not good at it, hire you a competent bookkeeper and CPA. You need both. Even I if you're both. good, even if you're good at it, same here, even if you're good at it, just hire them. Check and balance. Yeah. Hire them. Somebody. Mm -hmm. Cause yep. this design alone with all the stuff, like, all my stuff is on the other side. It's a lot to deal with. And now I got to sit down and go from creative to now working on numbers. No, thank you. Yeah. And we bless Jesus. Let's give it to the people that do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's right. not me. Oh, my goodness. Right. This, this has been their, really their good. Zone, you give it to their zone of genius. One of the yeah. things that happened when I started this business this time around, I took some business coaching classes. And one of my coaches is actually my dear friend. We graduated together. Um, but she's had a very successful interior design business for the last 13 years. And she had us create what she calls a value ladder, mm -hmm. right? So it's three sections in the first section, you know, you write down, these are all the things that I love to do. So for me, it's, I like to do the creative piece. So pulling together the presentations, making material specifications. I like to do plan review. So if a home is newly designed and the architect's the architect has a set of plans, send it to me so I can look at it to make sure that it works for furniture arrangement and there's not some funky window above mm -hmm. a bed or something like that. 
you know, here are all the things I love to do. Okay. And then you make a list of all the things that you like to do. Like you can do them, you can do them well, but if you had a preference, you wouldn't. So for me, it's like CAD drawing. I like it. I can do it, do it well, would prefer not to if I don't have to, right? Um, make that list. And then your third column is things that I absolutely hate doing. For me, that's all the accounting stuff. Yeah, 1000%. Right? So the idea is when you're creating your menu of services, when you're first starting out, you start from that first column. These are the things that I love to do. So here are the services that I'm offering. Full service interior design, plan view, uh, plan review. If you love making, uh, if you love paint consultations, maybe that's in your first section, then that's a service that you offer. That's not a service that I offer because that's not something that I solely like to do, right? Right. I'm a full service interior designer. And then anything that's in that third, I do not like to do column, you outsource that because that is not a good use of your time and your energy. One of the best exercises she had me do when I first set up my business, and I will say that too made a difference this time around versus the first time around because it helped provide clarity to me. Okay, these are the things that you're good at, that you're great at, that you like doing. Focus on that. Don't try to offer the world to everybody. Nope. Let's start narrowing these things down. That world is too much. Yeah. And it's absolutely, you should, you should niche down to what works for you and be like, okay, because this is why you're in business for yourself. So you can smile every day. I'm not saying every day you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. There are some days where you're like, oh my God, (laughs) time to make the donuts, you know, got to do it. But you should, you know, that's why I left corporate. I was like, I, I want to be happy. I want to love what I do. I want to be happy. I want to get up in the morning and be like, okay got these things to do, not like waking up in tears the way I used to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's important. Um, short. Listen, and some days it's long and then you're like, I can't be doing this for the rest of my life, you know? So what's, what's, what's the saying? The days are long, but the years are short. Yes. So true. It's so yeah. true. We're in 2024. I was, I forgot who I was talking to. I'm like, COVID was 2020. That was four years ago. But man, that flew by. I mean, when we were in the thick of it, it didn't fly by. <laughs> those no. days were those days were really long. Yeah, I was um, like, what else can I do? <laughs> but I mean, we're here. We're twenty twenty four. So yeah, I mean, life is too short. Life is too short to not do the things that bring you joy. Which is why I started creating my art again, right? Which back, is beautiful. That. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, lovely. This has been wonderful. But before we go. Yes. Please tell the people where they can find you. Let's. What is your Instagram handle and what's your website? Uh, so Instagram handle is Olivia Westbrooks Interiors. Westbrooks has an S on the end. People like to leave that off, but add that S. <laughs> um, and the website is OliviaWestbrooksInteriors.com. Well, thank so you so same. much, beauty. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. You've been amazing. Thanks, Gail. Thank you, cutie. Bye. Bye.